0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an Awakened Man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing splendid today gonna do a little q a mailbag we haven't done one of these in oh i don't know two months so i thought it'd be good to answer some questions i get from the facebook page the awakened man or i get messages from instagram or wherever so we're gonna get to it as always if you appreciate my content guys and you want to get this message out of save a man stop his wedding Migtown, all that post a review right now it takes you two seconds i don't get paid for this it just helps get this message out. Subscribe and post a review. All right. Question number one from Carl. He wants my take on minimum wage. Well, the $15 minimum wage. Okay. Well, look, I mean, if you've listened to my, my channel enough, you know I'm a libertarian and I believe in states' rights and you know I hate the communists. So clearly I am not for a mandatory $15 minimum wage as pushed by the demodevils, and the government. Uh, I think this is a colossal mistake for a lot of reasons. First of all, it's not the federal government's job to do this. This is a state's issue, and really, it's about the business. It's a business issue. Remember, we used to have this concept called lies I fare, the invisible hand, Adam Smith, supply and demand. I know some of you guys, because you went to public school education, have no idea what I'm talking about. But how about it's determined by the worker or prospective worker and the business? So prospective worker goes to Starbucks, goes to wherever, the gym. Hey, I like to work here. All right, this is our entry-level salary. And then the worker can decide, oh, okay, I understand this is entry-level. I'm not gonna make this forever. If I quote, you know, shocking thought, work hard, and work my way up, or I'm only going to be here for a little while because really entry-level jobs are meant for teenagers and in people in their twenties. I agree to this wage, or the worker, prospective worker, can say, you know what? No, I, this is too low for me. I'm going to go elsewhere. And the and the employer says, okay, God bless. Or they can negotiate. How about two dollars more an hour? Because I am qualified. Hmm. Let me think about it. Says the prospective employer. No, no. No, this is entry-level. Or whatever. You negotiate it. Supply and demand. And if we're not going to go by that, all right, then let the states decide. Let the cities decide. This is what the founding fathers wanted. Diffusing power, spreading power among many different municipalities, cities, states, Ninth and Tenth Amendments, right, whatever. Power is not mentioned in the Constitution. Is given to who? the people also look every state's different 15 minimum wage in manhattan certainly different than in north dakota this is why it should be decided locally lastly i mean what's really the goal of this the goal is to destroy small businesses it's to destroy businesses are businesses gonna hire more people like where i live i think the minimum wage is 725 i believe I don't know. I used to work in high school. Back then, I needed to know what the minimum wage was. I don't need to know it now. Because the whole point of minimum wage jobs is a starter job. If you're a 30, 40-year-old 30, man working minimum wage, you made poor decisions in your life, and you should have been accountable and worked hard to figure out how to get out of that minimum wage job. They're meant for young people or transients, people that are between jobs, or a second job, third job. But really, small businesses, if this is implemented, small businesses just are going to hire less people because they can't afford it. And they work on such a small profit. Look what happened during COVID. A lot of them went out of business. So you think this is really going to help poor people? there would be less jobs for poor people. But this is the point. This is what they want, they want small businesses to go out they love what COVID did the great reset right world world economic forum oh you'll own no property but you'll be happy happy like in zoolander that's what they want right they want poor people to stay poor because they'll be dependent on government and angry right that's what the marxists do they like to agitate oh you're broke and poor not because you made poor decisions because fill-in-the-blank, oppresses you. And it's so easy for lazy, victim-laden people to believe that nonsense. Yeah, you're right. It's not because I didn't pay attention in high school. It's not because I had four kids out of wedlock or whatever it is. We can't say these things, right? This is, quote, hate speech, what I just said. People being accountable. Chastising people for making poor decisions. I'm like the poster boy for poor decisions, and I can say these things. But we can't have people be accountable. So, they just want more people on the dole. I mean, look at employment benefits. What's employment benefits now? Isn't it something like if you add it up, it's like $2,000 a month? Some people are making more money from unemployment than they do from being in their job that they lost in COVID. This is what they want because they know you're going to support the ideology and the party that keeps giving the handouts. You're not going to bite the hand that feeds. So no, $15 minimum wage is a colossal mistake on every level. It's not constitutional, but you know who cares what the federal government thinks because they made Obamacare come into p- practice, and that's not constitutional. Tell me if you're using a strict interpretation of the Constitution where it says that the federal government has to provide health insurance. But the, the Supreme Court, come on. They really had to extrapolate out the 14th Amendment to, to get Obamacare passed. And they'll be like, the Supreme Court judges really care about this country. They don't give a damn about this country. Nobody in leadership does. So, no, colossal mistake. Number two. This is a question from Stephanie. Stephanie wants to know if she thinks I would make a good husband. Wow. Stephanie. All right. So, theoretically, if I had to marry, I think I have an episode here like, if I had to marry, what would that woman be like? So, I'm not going to spend too much time on, like, her profile. But let's say I had to marry. Would I be a good husband? Well, Whose perspective are we talking about? Are we talking from the woman's perspective or from my perspective? That's the big thing. I don't have relationship thirst. I wouldn't be promulgating it and disseminating it out to you people if I did. That would be hypocritical. So I think my life is perfectly happy without a woman in it. So knowing that, I would maintain a lot of frame, and I'd have a lot of mandates, so to speak, to the woman. Mate guarding, can't go out late at night, can't be on social media, can't be talking to your exes, can't be talking to any men. Prenup, there'd be an understanding about sex as always being available, as it is mentioned in 1 Corinthians. I'd have a lot of mandates in place, and, and, and to be fair, I would tell her up front. These are the things. <laughs> if you agree to this, this is the way it is. I'm not going to like deceive her. That's not godly at all. I'll be honest. This is the way it is. You got to do this, 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 and this. If you don't like it, I understand completely. Move on. Because I'm not like, oh, I need a woman in my law. I'll take on all the, the, the qualities. We just did that episode not long ago. Signs that you're, you're not the catch. I'll take on the woman with all the debt. No. I'll take on the woman who's an alcoholic. No, because your biggest threat is not another woman. It's my independence. So you better be a damn good offer. Back in the day, they did dowries, right? Because men didn't want to marry. Okay, I'll give you all you know, five bags of gold and two chickens because men didn't want to marry. <laughs> so They're like, okay, I guess I get the bags of gold. I'll take her on. So, I don't know. It depends on the woman. You know, if she's a feminist woman, she's not going to like those things. And here's the other thing. Here's the whole problem with marriage is because she can just pull the bait and switch. Yeah. You know what, Greg? Yeah. Sure. I won't be on social media. Sure. I won't go out. And then, you, you know, you sign it. The prenup is something that she can't renege on. But, you know, they can do post, post-nups. post They can get out of prenups pretty easily. But the other things, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after you get married, nope, sorry. I'm going out. Then you're dealing with the cauldron. The fighting. Because the man will be like, you said you weren't going to do this. Okay, well, now you don't have any leverage. You don't. When you get married, you have no leverage. So what are you going to do at that point? You could be like, you broke this rule. I'm out. Let's get an annulment. Let's get divorced. You could do that. You could do that, especially if you're not religious. Certainly you could do that. You agree to these terms. You break it once. You're warned. You break it twice. I'm divorcing. I'm going back to being free. But then again, the assets, if you have children by that point, they really got you by the balls. So again, it's about the woman's perspective. Would I make a good husband? I'd be very masculine in the marriage. And if she liked it, again, women lament the fact that there's too many beta simpy men who cave and fail all the shit tests. I wouldn't be failing any shit tests. Now, it's a question of is it worth being married to have to endure all the little shit tests and the big shit tests? But again, in this theoretically scenario that Stephanie wants. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe she would like all that. Maybe she would like the fact that I'm masculine. I wouldn't tolerate her nonsense or female nonsense. I don't know. It really depends on the woman. You know, if the woman, again, if, if, if it's a feminist, I wouldn't even marry her. Okay? It'd be a shotgun wedding. You better marry her. Okay, that gets annulled in two seconds. So if it's a trad cath, let's say if it's a trad cath, go to that episode I did on the type of woman I would marry. If it's a trad cath, a true trad cath understands traditional gender norms as prescribed by the church in 2,000 years of church teaching. So let's just make the assumption that she never changes, and she's a trad cath. So I'm the man. She's the woman. She excels in her womanly jobs like the hearth being kind and obedient, being a good mother or five children with her, you know, those kind of things, sexually available, age as well, the things we've talked about here. And I'm doing all my masculine things. Maybe, maybe I'd be a good husband. I don't know. It's really all on her. I already know what I need to do if I'm going to be a good husband. I'd put her on an allowance. How is she going to like that? She's probably not going to like that. That's why chances are very slim that I'll ever marry because I don't really have much of an impulse to marry. Again, there are unicorns out there. I believe that there are. But just because there's unicorns out there doesn't mean I'm rushing to find it and marry it. It'd have to be a damn good offer, damn good woman. A lot of things have to line up in the universe for me to contemplate that, plus I'm putting in all the provisions and the mandates that I've talked about. So yeah, if there's a woman who's going to sign a prenup, And agree to being on uh, an allowance and all these things? Yeah, maybe. So I hope that answers your question. Last question today is fasting. This is a question from, or it's more of a comment, from Jose. Jose said he started fasting six months ago and he's lost 45 pounds. He appreciates my content. I I guess he's been following my blog for about a year and a half. And the podcast, because I do have articles over there about fasting. And as you guys know, I've been fasting daily since November 2014. He just wants to say it's fasting's great. He's never going back to eating breakfast. Good for you, Jose. Jose. Good for you. You're representing our people well. Look, fasting's awesome. I know some people that won't fast because they're like, I can't handle not eating breakfast. How myopic is that? How myopic is that? How do you know you can't handle eating breakfast? I'll tell you the reasons I fast: the mental cognition, the clarity. I mean, it's three o'clock. I'll do a four hour eating window most days for the last, maybe at the last nine months. So I go like three to seven. I love how I feel 11, 12, one, two, three. I could do a 24 hour fast every day because my body's so attuned to it. I just love the way I feel when I'm not eating. Because when you eat, what happens? You get the sugar crash. Even if you're keto, you know, you do get a food crash, you get sleepy. I like having energy all the time, I like having cl- clarity and cognition. I like it. I'm not going back. And I don't have hunger pangs. It's not pains; It's pangs. I don't have those. So Jose lost a lot of weight. That's a one reason that a lot of people fast. And uh, good for you, man. Good for you. I think, you know, back in 1991 when I lost all my weight, 1991, we didn't really have fasting. I mean, we've had it since the Paleolithic times, but it wasn't in the zeitgeist. So certainly now losing weight is a lot easier because you either got fasting or bariatric surgery, if if you really got to go down that road. And also, you know, the paradigm is shifting. When I was a kid, it was fat's bad, carbs good, and now that's going away. Now you see that the kind of low-sugar keto paradigm taking over, which I think is better for weight loss and weight maintenance. All right, guys, those are three questions for today. God bless. Help me out. Post a review. Subscribe for The Awaken Man and for the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and for Confessions of an Obese Child. Also, there's two links in the episode notes. One is for PayPal. Donate some money if you can. Also, the link for Naturopathic Earth. Go to the website. Check out all the recipes. i got like 250 recipes. Go check it out. Just browse around. You'll see my two books on the right side. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy an Amazon within 24 hours, I get a 2% commission no expense to you. They don't raise the price or anything like that because I'm an Amazon affiliate. If you need any help from the red pill perspective or weight loss, contact me through clarity.fm. Go to that website and look me up. And as I just mentioned, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man. We would appreciate it.
0: Until next time, take care. God bless. Go pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.